Welcome back, everybody. Here we are on episode six. We took a week off. We both had some stuff going on. But um, in today's show, we're going to talk about how to eat animal-based while traveling. So, so yeah, yeah. What's up, Mike? Same story as all the other episodes, just trying to stay warm and frozen Utah. <laughs> Eventually, it'll be summer up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, been pretty busy. I was out at Bandera last week and shot a little video, so that was fun. And um, now I'm back in Tucson and we're also getting the winter storm, but it's more rain than anything. So went exploring yesterday, which is pretty fun. So more uh, overgrowth on the Arizona trail then probably. Uh, dude, I think it's going to be a wild spring as far as uh, growth, because like I was in Phoenix also for a cold water rumble and everything was super green. So I'm assuming there's gonna be a lot of vegetation out. So you'll have to come down right. early and clip some trails. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> a plan. Crash in your basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How was Bandera though? Oh, dude, it was fun. I'd never been out there before, really. So it was fun to go out there and like be on that course. And it was it's super easy to crew and shoot because it's a circle, essentially, like a loop. And yeah. then like the trail, I thought was super fun, at least the sections that I was on. And then like it rained for the first 50K, but um, but it was warm rain. So like I was out there in T-shirt all day and then um, it was just really nice. Like I had a really good time and like the competition was fun, like a lot of really strong men and a lot of strong women and it's a golden ticket race so they're always pretty exciting yeah it's yeah. cool seeing courtney and nicole rocket oh dude courtney is such a beast like like I, I don't know her very well like we've chatted casually a couple times and i'm like she just crushes and then she's just so nice and happy and it's like it's amazing yeah. <laughs> and so to see her get a golden ticket see nicole get a golden ticket was fun and then the, the guys that got their tickets too like it was pretty incredible to see yeah, that's awesome. That's a cool event. Yeah, I kind of want to run it next year, honestly. Looks fun. Uh, I'll let you try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Flat loops, that looks awful, dude. <laughs> there is some climbing. like it's, it's flat, but it's also like there's some hills and it's rocky and stuff. So, And there's also some really runnable sections. So I think there's a good variety, but it's definitely not a vertical course by any means. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. And I saw you just got back into running after your short break. Yeah, so I, I think last episode we were talking about how I was going to run Coldwater Rumble and then jump into Black Canyon a month after that. And Coldwater was a couple of days ago now. And on my way out to Texas, I was just feeling really burned out. And I was stopped at the Franklin Mountains in El Paso and ran a couple of times. And I was just like, ah, man, like I need to take a break because I was just kind of dreading going on runs for some reason. And I kind of felt that way for a while. And so I took some time off and I started running again two days ago. And it's been amazing. Like I've, I've really like rekindled my love for running. So I didn't take a ton of time off by any means. Like I still went to the gym and I ate properly and stuff, but like just taking a little bit of a break and like, I don't know, kind of refining my love for running was awesome. And I don't uh, what was it? Just a week, week and a half? Uh, it ended up being like 10 days. Yeah. yeah and then I guess okay. I, on the fourth day I did run that Bandera by filming, but it wasn't like real running by any means. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'm willing to bet that your runs back, you don't feel like you're out of shape or anything like those 10 no. days and it ruin your fitness. No, like not at all. Like I thought it would, um, but like I, I ran Sunday and I kept it super mellow, partly because I slept really poorly after crewing Jeff Browning because <laughs> we were yeah. just up late and then whatever. And I just kind of happens. I usually am a pretty solid sleeper, but I slept poorly and we're not around. I'm like, oh, this is just fun. I kept it super easy. Didn't really even look at my watch. And then yesterday around the treadmill and just kept it like easy pace and I, I loved it and I felt good. And then today I ran, I was like, oh, I feel fine. Like, it's almost like I didn't take any time off. I just feel good. Like, and I didn't have any yeah. injuries or anything either. So just coming back and just 
kind of just feeling fresh, almost like a, a long taper. And like, I feel good. So pretty happy about it. Yeah. Those day offs are, or sorry, those, I think once a year taking that kind of time off is beneficial, like anywhere from a week to two or even three weeks, like, you know, the, the perceived lack of fitness that you would get from that, like, doesn't compare to just burning out and always being in a funk kind of a thing. Yeah. I think it really reiterates the fact that like the mental side is as important as the physical side. Because yeah. I was I was like relatively in shape like before I took some time off, but like just going out on a run, I was like, I just don't want to run. Like it was just like this mindful dread that I had every time to go run. I didn't want to do my long runs. And so now I'm like, oh, cool. like I want to go do a long run now. And nice. so it's, it's a good it's space. Awesome. Like so I recommend it. I guess if anybody's uh kind of debating taking time off or not, like just do it. Even just for a couple of days could be really helpful. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. So like speaking of that though, like we, uh, um, when I was driving out to Bandera, we were chatting about this episode because we were going to talk about how to eat like animal based just slash just healthy while traveling. And I think it's a, it's usually in, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Like, it's just like a, when you're out traveling, it's hard to eat healthy. And I think a lot of that is just preparing to do it properly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, <clears throat> me, me and Derek both have, uh, jobs where we travel a lot. I used to travel quite a bit more with my old job when I worked in marketing for in the outdoor industry. But uh, when I first started this like animal-based diet, traveling was definitely a nightmare. <laughs> um, it was just really hard. I didn't know what was good. I didn't know what was acceptable. Um, you know, when you work for like, <clears throat> for me, when I worked at Ultra, we would have these, um, and why am I drawing a blank on what they were called, but like summits, like where everybody would meet to, like a cell summit. Sorry. That's what it was a cell summit. And so we'd like fly in all of our sales reps. We'd do like a three day orientation basically on the new product and preparing people for the launch of the new product. And at those cell summits, it was like bags of chips for lunch, sandwiches, dinner was usually like tacos like flour tortillas or just a bunch of stuff that I'd never uh, was eating at the time so it just made it kind of a nightmare and definitely since I've been doing this for almost six years now like I've definitely learned quite a bit on how to like basically if I went back and worked to ultra again right now and had all these traveling situations like I definitely feel like I could do a lot better job of eating <clears throat> an animal-based diet based off of what I've learned over the past few years and and Derek and I felt like it would be pretty beneficial to share some of the the insight that we've uh, received or gained over the past couple of years to hopefully help all of you eat better when you're traveling. Yeah, I think we both have definitely had like years of experience in figuring it out because it is kind of hard initially because you're like, well, how am I going to eat like real food while traveling and you don't know the area or you're in a foreign country or something. And like when I first started, like I don't know, started with keto and paleo and that sort of thing. I was working a lot with a, a treadmill company. We were traveling all over the world all the time. Like I was freelancing, but it's like these two week long shoots and they're really long days and you're running the entire day. But then you get back to the hotel at night and it's like go eat dinner. And it's kind of the same situation of like, well, what are we going to eat right now at 930 at night? And it's like, okay, well, there's fast food open or just like a pizza place. And like, yeah, you can do that. And it's easy. So like after a while, I was like, man, I hate feeling like garbage all the time. So I started preparing. I'd use my per diem, like my meal per diem. And I would just start buying like bars and different things and 
figuring mm-hmm. things out and it didn't always follow it, but it was nice to have those things kind of like in your quiver per se, um, yeah. just to have them there. And then now I feel like I kind of have it down and I'm able to eat really well while traveling. Yeah. And you don't have to let it break the bank. Like, you know, <clears throat> what you were just talking about, how like a pizza place or McDonald's or something, if they were open, like, yeah, like you could go there and spend nine to 10 bucks. Well, I mean, nowadays it's more like 12 bucks or something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like you could go spend 10 to 15 bucks on a pizza or a McDonald's meal versus 30 plus dollars at a steakhouse or 50 plus dollars. Like it's just it's ridiculous. So yeah, like when it comes to restaurant eating, obviously it's a lot more expensive to focus on quality foods, animal-based, but there are some things that you can do so you don't have to eat out at a steakhouse for three meals a day while you're traveling. Like there are ways around that for sure. Yeah. Honestly, if you can afford that though, like rad, do that. Like that's amazing. <laughs> like if you can yeah. buy a ribeye every day, like on your vacation or your work trip or something, yeah, do it. But I don't yeah. think that's realistic <laughs> for everybody or 99.9% of people. <laughs> well, a uh, side tangent when VF bought Ultra, uh, for those who don't know, via or sorry, Ultra used to be owned by a company called Icon Health and Fitness, which is where I used to work. And then uh, a company came in and bought Ultra called VF. And when they bought us, our our per diem for travel for meals went from like forty five bucks to a hundred bucks a day. Like it's a huge it was difference. nice. It's a huge yeah. It's more than double. <laughs> Um, and then I like, you know, half the time, like you just get breakfast at the hotel. So you basically had 50 bucks for each meal, lunch and dinner. So yeah, like I, I, I utilize that like crazy and ate at a steakhouse every night when I could, but obviously that's not the situation that most people are going to be in. <laughs> yeah. It's nice when you have a company that gives you a solid per diem. Like, Cause when I freelance, sometimes there's companies like that where it's like, oh, your per diem is like $105 and you're like, sweet. Like then if you say you fast <laughs> in the morning, then you end up having like, like $55, $60 for lunch and dinner. And you're yeah. just able to like crush it. Or like, say you have a per diem, like I don't know, freelancing, I don't sometimes they'll pay you in advance the per diem. And so then I'll take that however many dollars and I'll buy all my food for the week or something. And it's awesome. Cause oh, I also yeah, save time yeah. at night. I can go back to my hotel room and actually relax and, and eat food there versus going out to eat and, and spending two hours eating dinner or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about the perfect lodging situation. Now there's obviously things that you can do before you leave, but, you know, since you just brought up like Airbnb, like let's talk a little bit about how you can shift what's available to you based off of what you get with your lodging. Um, obviously most people, when they travel, end up getting a hotel. One of the things that you can do to make it a little bit better is get a hotel suite, right? Is that something that you do, Derek? Yeah, I do that quite a bit. Um, And usually they're not even much more expensive and sometimes they're even the same price. And it's really convenient because you have a a kitchen in there. It's not like a a massive kitchen, but you at least have a a stovetop and a fridge, like a full-size fridge to put stuff in. And it's like, you can actually make real food, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd venture to say that there's a lot of hotels that are cheaper like comfort in and suites. That's, mm-hmm. that's one that me and my wife and kids go to a lot because a lot of the comfort in and suites have a slide for their pool, uh-huh. which is a, which is a win for the children. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's like comfort in and suites is pretty cheap. And it's like, you know, they, they have the same thing. They have the fridge, they have the stove. Um, obviously 
from what I can remember, I think me and my wife bring our own kitchen, like our own pots and pans if we need to, because mm -hmm. a lot of hotels don't offer that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, some do. Like the last few I've seen have been Best Western um, extended stay type places. And they they will have utensils and cooking pans, but they're always really beat up, like old Teflon pans and plastic uh, utensil type like spatulas and things. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to be eating microplastics with this essentially. And <laughs> plus there's a Teflon issue. So it is pretty convenient just to bring your own stuff, like bring your own cast iron pan, bring your utensils with you. And it's not even that difficult. Like just throw them in a little plastic bin or a box or something. And it's not yeah. an issue if you're driving anyways. Yeah. Maybe what we need to do is we need to create a travel kit, an animal-based travel kit, create a cast iron pan, which can somehow collapse and fold <laughs> up. and <laughs> A 30-pound collapsible pan. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea, though, because it's like I try as best I can um, just to cook in cast iron or like uh, ceramic pans or something and uh -huh. not use Teflon coated and plastic and stuff because they're like it's, it's bad for you, obviously. There's a lot of issues right. with it. So being able to have like just that kit of like, here's like a metal spatula or a wood spatula or something, bamboo maybe. And these different things you can do. It's like those little things can add up and then, I don't know, we should make that kit. It'd be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. If anybody's listening and knows how to make stuff, reach out to us or just do it yourself, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's really not that difficult, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously hotel suites are an option. Um, in today's world, Airbnb, VRBO, those are huge. And if you're traveling with a group, like even if you're not traveling with a group, there's a lot of Airbnbs that are cheaper than hotels that I've found lately. <clears throat> um, there was a time that, um, what was it? Me and Ben Light, <clears throat> we were, oh yeah, we were going down to St. George, Utah for some heat training for, uh, I was getting ready for Badwater. And I don't know why, but I ended up booking this Airbnb last minute. And ever since that experience, I've actually booked Airbnbs last minute more and more because there's actually quite a bit of deals out there if you do it last minute. Yeah. <laughs> but but me and Ben, we got, it was like a studio apartment. There was two king size beds, swimming pool, you know, full kitchen setup, stove, all the pots and pans, all the silverware, all the cooking utensils. And it was like 90 bucks a night. It was pretty, pretty cheap. And we were able to cook our own meals. So we saved by getting the Airbnb and then we also saved by it being able to cook our own foods, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Now that I think about it too, like a lot of hotels, like the last one I stayed in um, a few weeks ago, they actually had grills outside. Like there's like a common like grass oh. area. And yeah. so if you, if you wanted to, you can go out there and grill on the stove. So if you have your own stuff, you can go buy a steak for whatever, $10 and cook that versus eating out somewhere. So you can be at your hotel cooking a steak with, you know, exactly what's in it and on it. And it's not breaking the bank at that point. You're like, you're saying you're saving money essentially. Yeah. And it's better, right? <laughs> I mean, so much better. I just say the biggest thing I, or one of the big things I've learned since starting this approach is that I can cook food. I don't want to sound cocky, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I feel like I can cook a steak better than Texas Roadhouse. Like I know how I like it. I know how much seasoning I want on it. Like and it's going to be half the price. Like it's just so much better, like in so many different ways. <laughs> yeah. It only takes like the few minutes too to cook it. Like it's not that hard to cook a steak, at least like yeah. a moderately decent one. And that's right. like, yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. So like, oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, like, even if like you are at a place like just a standard hotel where you don't have um, you don't have a grill, you don't have a kitchen, anything. Every hotel has um, has a small fridge, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to like just have a small fridge, there are things you can do that are it's not ideal, but you can stock that fridge with things. And that way you're not eating out every night. Right. Um, I'm curious to know if you, and this might be something you want to talk about later in the show as we talk about like different snacks that you can buy at the grocery store and stuff. But I'm curious to know if you have some staples that go into your fridge. Like when I travel, like we go to the grocery store and we get like the same stuff to go into my fridge. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you have a few staples. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, And it depends on the location, right? Because every place is a little bit different. So I think it's important to do research on where you're going. Um, like maybe find a hotel next to, I don't know, say a Sprouts or Natural Grocers or something, or at least if it's in the vicinity, that's convenient. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely have my my staples and a lot of things I'll do, like I'll I'll prepare ahead of time because I know exactly that I can I can order what I want and then not have to rely on maybe going to some random grocery store and they just have stuff, like not even stuff I would normally eat. Um, so, but if I am in that situation where I have to just like kind of, if I kind of get blindsided and go somewhere, like say I just show up in whatever Cleveland or something for work um last minute I don't have time to prepare for it um I definitely do like a lot of prosciutto type stuff um I like that like just prosciutto and cheese um mm-hmm. it's just pretty standard and easy um most places now will have collagen so if I'll do like coffee with collagen you can usually find real butter like it's not that hard to find like Kerrygold butters everywhere now I feel like yeah <laughs> I mean it's delicious I love it um bars yeah like they're they're easy if you can find good ones but i think that's kind of hard sometimes to find quality bars when you're just traveling on the road even like at whole foods it's kind of hard yeah um and then easy this is not ideal obviously to have all your calories coming from like fruit smoothies but just like bolt house farm smoothies they're in literally every grocery store you can go to like a gas station they have them so yeah those will add up quickly if that's all you're eating and you're not gonna feel great by just pounding like i don't know (laughs) fruit sugar all day but it is something that you can do. It's pretty easy. Um, obviously, the produce section's easy. Um, and then I know, I feel like I bring this up every episode, but just like canned fish type stuff, like anchovies and um, sardines and whatever, like even tuna. Tuna is probably a better option. And speaking of that too, like every grocery store is going to have salmon. They always right. have like, a, like, I don't know what you call it, like hot smoked or cold smoked salmon or whatever it is. Um, and that's just easy. It's not, it's not uh, cheap by any means, but like that can be, like a better a better option than going to like McDonald's or Burger King or something. Yeah. So those are kind and of I've, my staples and carbonated water too. Like obviously. Oh, yeah. I've been on a big San Pellegrino kick lately. That stuff's so fresh. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to point out too, that if you're traveling to a place that doesn't have a Sprouts, natural grocers, Whole Foods, like it's not the end of the world. Uh, they're like, I'd say at least once a year, I end up in Page, Arizona, probably because it's a little bit over halfway between Phoenix and I go to Phoenix quite a bit all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we usually end up staying in Page a few times throughout the year. And if you've been to Page, Arizona, it's like literally this like two mile radius of a town in the middle of nowhere. Um, they, there's not a lot to it, but they do have a Walmart. Uh, we usually get a hotel like hotels there are within a mile of everything in page <laughs> but i mean like we, we talked about this i think in one of our earlier episodes but like you know walmart has a pretty walmart's starting to like up their game in terms of quality mm-hmm. like they have organic grass-fed beef they have 
uh, organic grass-fed bison, lamb. <clears throat> they have Wagyu beef now, grass-fed. Uh, they're starting to carry a lot more of like the Primal Kitchen sauces. Uh, they have Kerrygold. They have uh, free-range eggs. Like Walmart has some great stuff. So if you if you can't get to like a Whole Foods or a Natural Grocers, then like you know Walmart is still a great place to go to. And even if Walmart didn't have all of that, like <clears throat> going back to one of our earlier episodes too, where we talked about good, better, or best, like eating beef from a factory farm, like what, like that's still going to be a better option for you than going out and getting like a little Caesars pizza. So just like, keep that in mind too. <laughs> yeah. I think like over encompassing this entire conversation is like, it really does go back to the good, better, best conversation. Cause like right. when you're traveling, it's like, like we mentioned already, it's like, you can't always have like everything perfect. Like your routine's messed up. Everything's kind of just like ski wampus. So it's like, just do the best you can. And like, yeah, maybe you're going to have some sort of like canola oil at some point or peanut oil or something, but it's like, okay, yeah, like that happened. It's not the end of the world. Like just, just eat better after that and just continue to like, just keep trying to do your best in that given situation. And like, yeah, you could just fast, but it's like, that's only sustainable for so long, right? You can't do that for four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Some people do, man. <laughs> Some people do, but if you're actually doing stuff, it's not going to work out properly or too well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even like, just let's just use Paige as an example, because like I go to Paige quite a bit too. And like, there's some good running out there and it's cool. It's right next to Lake Powell and there's some good trails and stuff, but it's like, they do have yeah, like a barbecue. Bend. Yeah, Horseshoe Bend. It's like super popular. And it is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like Kanab is the next closest place and that's an hour and a half. And then Flagstaff's a couple hours. Then there's the Indian Reservation. So you are kind of just out there. But like, I think it's like a good place to learn though, like how to eat properly while traveling. Because when you're in Page, it's like, okay, you do have a Safeway and or a city market or whatever it's called. And then you have a Walmart there. And then there's a ton of fast food places. So it's like, okay, you could theoretically go get fast food somewhere. Like you can go to the McDonald's or whatever. But it's like you have Safeway, which has options, like plenty of options there. There's the Walmart with plenty of options. And then like even like restaurants there, like you have like a barbecue place. You can go mm -hmm. get barbecue there and just get like a pound of meat or something versus like a plate with cornbread and beans and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trick for barbecues. Just get the meat by the pound. Don't worry about the sides. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, while we are talking about the grocery stores, let's let's uh continue on that and talk a little bit about the the list. Like you've mentioned pros I never know how to pronounce that. How do you say it? Prosciutto? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got prosciutto. Um personally, so while we're on that topic, like you know, deli meats. Um personally, have you ever heard of the the brand Boar's Head? Yeah. Yeah. So I personally try to avoid like so again, this goes back to the good, better, or best. Like when I'm home, I don't do a lot of deli meats just because it's a processed meat. Um, <clears throat> when I'm traveling though, like I'll do that because I'd rather have that than a pizza. And But I do try my best to go to a place like a Kroger's, a Smith's Marketplace, if they have it, because they carry the brand Boar's Head. And Boar's Head, from what I've been able to find, is one of the cleaner cuts of deli meats. They don't add like dextrose. They don't add like a lot of the crap that you see in some of these deli meats. And so boar's head is a good alternative if deli meats is something that you want to go out and get when you're traveling. Yeah. And like speaking of that, um, when I was younger, just right out of high school, I worked at, like I lived in a small town, a really small town growing up. 
and we had one small grocery store and like i just got a job working at the deli in there so you know like the standard american deli at a grocery store it's like like fried chicken yeah. and like it's pre-made salads and things but we had the boar's head brand of, of deli meats and also some cheaper brand i'm spacing i think it was called like birch berry or something so it was like always on sale like three dollars a pound or four dollars a pound or whatever for different things but i remember like there's like this type of turkey that was always on sale for like nothing. There's like this giant blob of just like white turkey meat, but we would pull uh, it out of the package and there's always like this gelatinous stuff that would come out of it. Like it was disgusting. As a kid, I'm like, that's kind of gross, but like it still tasted good. So I would eat it. But now I look back, I'm like, I wonder what was in that because it's not gelatin. It's like this like clear like gelatinous substance. And I'm sure it's like, like spam. Oh, even worse. Like it's it's gross. Oh. <laughs> like I don't even know what like what it is, but it's definitely not like real food. Like it wasn't just like, oh, here's some turkey fat or something. It's like some of the fillers and things. So I guess oh, what I'm yes. getting at is like the higher quality you get, the less they're gonna have or less chance they're gonna have like fillers, like you're saying, like dextrose and it's like corn syrup solids or whatever. They're gonna have more of a real meat. Yeah. Yeah. So deli meats are great. Try to get the better brands if you can, but if not, it's still a good alternative. Um, when I travel, I would say a few of the staples that go in my fridge are definitely berries. I usually Mm -hmm. buy a bunch of blackberries, strawberries, blueberries, and I'll snack on those in my hotel or while I'm traveling. Uh, so berries make it, um, and the deli meats. I also get cheese. I get quite a bit of cheese. Like I'll get those little, um, is it Baybell? Like those reds. Yeah. Yeah. The red circular things. Yeah. Like those aren't the best, but like, I'll still get those because they're easy, convenient and you can get a bunch and they're easy to snack on throughout your day. Mm-hmm. Um, rotisserie chicken that makes it in my fridge quite a bit too. Is that something that you do, Derek? Yeah. And like speaking of last week, um, so I got, this is kind of a long winded story, but like I got new shocks on my truck. And so they're like, oh, it's going to take like a couple hours. I'm like, I don't want to go home just to come right back and like spend all that time. So I'm like, I'm going to go work um, at a coffee shop nearby and then I was like, man, I'm really hungry because they were taking longer than expected. So I walked down to the Sprouts. It was like a mile away. And I was looking at the rotisserie chickens there. And like the, they had a barbecue one and like a garlic pepper one and a plain one or something. But I was like, I wonder what's in these because I like them. Like they're delicious. And like the the seasoned ones all had like some weird soybean oils in them and stuff and like just a ton oh, of ingredients. But then I did find one though that was like just like a dry rub chicken. And it was pretty basic as far as the ingredients goes. There's like real stuff on it. And so I bought that one and it was like $7 for an entire chicken. So I, that's what I had for lunch. I had this, uh, an entire chicken. Like I ate outside sprouts <laughs> sitting there like a homeless guy like eating a chicken, <laughs> but it, like, it was delicious. And it was super filling because for $7, I had an entire chicken that wasn't just like some processed junk. I'm sure there's some processing in it and whatever, but like in that given situation, it was better than going to any of the, any of the other restaurants nearby. And I was super yeah. full afterwards. Yeah, it's super filling. I mean, you you ate the whole chicken? Yeah, I didn't eat breakfast yeah. that morning, so I was pretty hungry at that point. It was like two in the afternoon or something. I mean, I imagine you got like, what, 150 grams of protein out of that? Probably, dude. I was so stopped after. I probably ate too much, honestly, but I was like, I got to eat this because I bought it and I have nowhere to put it. Like, I couldn't just right. take it home. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's protein dense. And then if you eat the skin, like there's tons of fat in the skin, too, and yeah, um, it's not deep fried, so that's a plus too. Exactly, and I whenever I eat those, I always prioritize the dark meat. So I eat the legs and the thighs first, and then mm. go to the wings, and then eventually eat the like the breast portion. But it's always a lot drier, so it's not my favorite. Right, but yeah, it's a ton of protein and ton of like moderately okay fats. So like, and for the price, you can't really go wrong with that. 
And if you're traveling with a family, um, if you're like me, like, you know, we have a family of four, a rotisserie chicken, it works, but like, I usually end up being a little bit more hungry if it's meant to be split between all four of us. Mm-hmm. One thing that I like to do that helps and also helps enhance the flavor. Cause you know, you can't like, I can't be picky and say, Hey, I get all the dark meat. Like when everybody else likes the dark meat too, like I have to share. <laughs> yeah, especially the kids, they want the drumsticks, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so one little trick that I found, and again, like Walmart's starting to carry this kind of stuff, but like, I'll just, I'll, I'll bring a little bottle of like Primal Kitchen Ranch. And the reason I choose Primal Kitchen Ranch is because they use avocado oil instead of soybean oil. And so, yeah, I'll just drizzle some ranch on a piece of chicken, eat it, drizzle, drizzle some more of the ranch and eat it. And it's one, it's, it's more feeling, filling because you're getting fat from the avocado oil. And then two, it just adds a little bit more flavor to the white meat because Rotisserie chicken's good, but like I found that white meat chicken can be a little bit bland and it's sometimes hard to eat. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like it's the le- my least favorite part of a chicken is like the white meat part of it. It's just not that good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why, but it's just not that good because it's lower in fat. So that's probably why. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of that though, too, like if you get a rotisserie chicken, so you're splitting it with like like your family with four people. Um, and you're at a grocery store already, it goes back to that, like, okay, you can go to the produce section, you can get some berries and like mm-hmm. get some berries and some honey or something. And like, I always just like, eat, I do this a lot where I'll get raspberries and like, I'll just eat the raspberries out of the, the thing, but I'll fill the little like hole in the raspberry with honey. So it's almost like this little like raspberry honey bomb and like, it's super clean and doesn't get all messy and stuff. And it's, it's good. So I, I like doing yeah. that. And so and else you can do too. And again, this is while you're traveling. I try not to do this when I'm at my house uh, for the most part. <laughs> Some days I'll I'll do it. But I mean, you have the Siete potato chips too. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a good thing to mention because, you know, Siete, just like Primal Kitchen uses avocado oil for their ranch dressing, Siete cooks their potato, um, their potatoes in avocado oil. And so it's literally just like potatoes, avocado oil, and then some seasonings, <clears throat> good seasonings to, to enhance the flavor a little bit. So see the potato chips are a good option while you're traveling too. Yeah. And I think, um, what is it? Is it Boulder Canyon? It's another brand yeah. from Colorado. I think, um, some of their chips, they fry in avocado oil. Some are just standard canola oil chips. So you gotta definitely be careful, but, um, yeah. you can get ones that are just like salt and pepper or something, or just even just salt and they're cooked in avocado oil, but definitely check the label ahead of time. Cause Siete, like all their chips are avocado oil, I believe. Yeah, they Boulder are. Canyon, like I think it's like maybe two or three versions they have, and the rest are just <laughs> junk. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> I went and just bought a bag, started eating it, started feeling like junk, and then lo and behold, it was not avocado oil, which caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, that brings up a good point, though. It's like, like when you're at a grocery store, it's like read the labels on everything because if you're getting yeah. like you're saying deli meat or even like a smoothie or something or chips, like yeah, there could be like healthy but it's like it's not healthy it could be just full of junk so just definitely be aware of um what the ingredients are and everything yeah and then going back to the whole net carb thing that we talked about a couple episodes ago like you know those mission tortillas i use those as the prime example all the time like Uh they're low carb tortilla line but if you compare the ingredients to their high carb or their their normal line the ingredients are like literally the same it's just one is pumped with fiber. So you can say that it has lower net carbs than the other. Like that's the only difference. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that too, like, 
So I, I always get curious and go to the grocery store and I see things that's like keto friendly or like low carb or whatever. And I read the ingredients and it's like half of them still have wheat in them. And I don't know how yep. they get around this. They have like wheat gluten or they'll add gluten to it. And then like you're saying, it's add a bunch of fiber. So it's like, oh, it's keto friendly or whatever, but it doesn't mean it's good for you. And right. like before, I don't know, not to jump ahead too much, but like Subway, for example, is a keto bread, but what's in it? Gluten. So it's like, if you've been avoiding that for a long time, then you get a keto Subway sandwich. It's not that you should be eating Subway anyways, because it's disgusting, but like, <laughs> it's it's not going to be good for you. Like it might be low carb, but that doesn't mean it's healthy. Like a lot of things are low carb, but they're just terrible for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that makes it into, uh, that you can get from the grocery store. Uh, I recently found smoked salmon, which is a good, like, it's delicious. Uh, I think I talked about it on the second or the first episode, but you know, smoked salmon, it's pre-cooked, it's smoked. So you literally just like open it and just start eating out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's delicious. Cause it's smoked. It's loaded with protein, loaded with fat and it's pretty filling too. And you know, it's not too expensive also. Yeah, that's one that I do a lot too, because you can go to like Trader Joe's or whatever, which are kind of all over the place now too, and you can get it. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll I'll get like a, a cheese slice and almost make a taco out of it. It's like a, a cold taco. It sounds weird, but you get the, <laughs> the cheese slice and then you put the salmon in there, maybe some cream cheese or something, knead it that way. And it, it's super good and really filling because it's all like very dense food. And yeah. so like you get that and some cream cheese is going to be like maybe 15 bucks, but you're going to eat it and just be totally stuffed afterwards. And if you want to take that to the next level, add a pork rind to that little combo. So pork Ooh. rind, salmon, cheese, you get a nice little, like almost like the cracker cheese and meat that you used to do as a kid kind of a thing. That sounds <laughs> kind of like a, like a Philly roll or a California roll or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then most pork rinds too. I don't know how many people listening eat pork rinds, but a lot of them are like curved a little bit, almost like a, like, you know, what are those chips called that Totino's makes? Like. It's like a bowl almost, so it makes it easier oh, the to scoops. dip. Yeah, the scoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pork rinds have like a scoop structure to it. And so it's super easy to stuff that thing with me, add a little bit of cheese on top, and then just pop it in your mouth. It's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that reminded me. I didn't put this in our um our list of stuff, but um like when I was at Western States this year, um I was really busy and went over to the grocery store. I didn't want to eat out. And um I found a bag of like epic pork rinds or the what's the other brand like 405 or whatever. Oh yeah. The 405. Yeah. Yeah. Those are super good. So I found a bag of those and then I went over to the deli and they had pate and a lot of them are full of junk. You know, you know what pate is, right? I don't. It's like a, like a ground up liver paste type thing. It's like some delicacy. I think it's more of like a French food, but essentially it's super good actually. Cause it's it's like this, (laughs) it's really good. I'll, um, we'll have to try it sometime. Like it's good because they had like say it's like duck fat or something with like spices and things in it, and it's so it's pretty high fat and high protein. And obviously, read the label because I found some recently that have like canola oil and junk in them, but some of them are pretty good. But you can just use the pork rinds and scoop it essentially, so you have a like oh. you know, this fatty pork rind with pate on it, so you get in the liver there as well, and it tastes super good because like pate by itself is to me is not that appetizing, and pork rinds are just so dry in my opinion. But you put them together, and it's like this perfect little combo. So like that's just another option there. So does pate not just taste like liver? No, it tastes way different because it had so many like spices and things to it. Um, and there's all different varieties of it too. Um, like, I don't know. I, I really like it. Like in Utah specifically, I found it at Harmon's. They have some pretty clean versions of it. And I think it's delicious. It's gone up in price recently, like everything else. But um, sometimes you can make it like a pretty decent meal and like you get like, like 50 grams of fat or protein out of it. It's like, that's going to fill you up pretty quick. Oh, cool. Especially I'll with the look for that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Try it. Yeah, it's good. 
Well, and speaking of pork rinds too, and this is the last I'll say about uh, the grocery store shopping list. Um, <laughs> but this just goes back to checking the ingredients too. But like from what I found, Epic, the, the brand Epic, and then the brand, I believe it's 405, are two of the best pork rinds that you can get. Like if you get just the typical pork rinds at a gas station, or <clears throat> I know Walmart has this big like cheese puff jar size thing of fork rinds <laughs> at the place. Um, but basically I can't remember what it is, but like it, it's, it, it's got ingredients in it. That's not good. Uh, you might know better than me, but there's something in it. I remember that I tried avoiding and that's why I don't get those brands. Yeah. A lot of them, like the, the brand's 4505. I just looked it up. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I did. I forgot to, um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these brands are just like, cause I don't know, for the most part, pork rinds are like this cheap food in the past. And like, yeah, it's good for you, but when you fry it in canola oil, or whatever, it's going to be bad for you, obviously, because you're just frying uh, it in rancid oil. Is. But then a lot of them too will add like sugar and just like weird preservatives to it. Whereas like the Epic and the 4505 brand don't add those things to it. So it's like, read the ingredient label again, because you might find yeah. like a cheap brand that's good or whatever. Like I remember one time in, um, I was up in Black Canyon City for Black Canyon 100K. And there's like a really small, like rundown grocery store there. And they're like, oh, they have pork rinds. And there's some like Mexican brand and it's like, uh, like they're a dollar a package, but like <laughs> ingredients were just terrible. It's like, okay, yeah. Not, of MSG. Yeah. Just full of just junk, like, like really yeah. bad. And I was like, eh, yeah, not going to eat these. So, <laughs> yeah. Last resort yeah. might be an option, but not ideal by any means. Yeah. Maybe it was the canola oil. It's, it was probably the MSG. It was probably just a combination of a few different things as to why I avoided all those other brands. Yeah. But speaking to um, like real quick, just about the grocery store stuff. Um, it's like, where was I looking at? Um, so we talked about like, like obviously mineral water, smoothies and cheese and like deli meats and stuff. And, but it's like, you can make a lot of things. Like it's kind of like a weird, like travel meal, I guess you can kind of just like pick and piece things together. You can have a really filling meal. That's going to be cheaper than going out to eat and a lot faster as well. Like if yeah. you get some fruit and you get, maybe they have milk there, you never know like what kind of milk you're going to find, get some dairy products and then like some meat and like, you're going to be pretty full or even just have some honey too. It's like pretty easy. Yeah. And generally like most delis at a grocery store, they have utensils you can get there too. So if you forget utensils, you can get a knife and a fork and stuff. So that just kind of makes it all pretty easy. Yeah. And too, if you just, uh, if you pair what you buy at the grocery store with items that you bring from your own house, then you can still have pretty complete meals while you're traveling. Like there's, there's a bunch of stuff that you can bring from your house to add to your, your quiver or your arsenal or whatever of things that you can eat while you're traveling and pair it with the stuff that you buy from the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Like I think a good example of that is a salt, like yeah. bring, bring your own Redmond's real salt or whatever salt with you. Like that way you don't have to buy a yeah. whole new container of it, or maybe just buy Morton salt like at that point like you can just you have your own salt with you which is another thing to keep in your routine you know it's going to treat you well yeah one thing I also bring from my house is my own protein uh bottle <laughs> my jar why can't I think of the word just like, like my own tub? protein <laughs> yeah in my own tub of protein thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah I usually bring my own tub of protein I so usually when we're tra- obviously if you're flying it's going to be a little bit different uh but if you're driving somewhere and traveling that way like you know I'll pack a cooler i'll throw in a bunch of raw milk and a lot of times in a hotel my breakfast if i choose to eat breakfast versus fasting will just be some raw milk mixed with some protein powder 
And that's a pretty cheap, easy way to get some calories and protein. Yeah. That's another thing I was going to bring up because generally like I, I don't use protein powders. Just, I don't know. I'd rather just eat real food, but when you are right. traveling, that's really convenient because you can, or even like a meal replacement, like some companies make a solid meal replacement. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can do that a couple bucks with some milk and you have a cheaper breakfast that's going to fill you up. And it's actually real food for the most part. And it's better than like a crappy hotel breakfast, like better than those like nasty yep. waffles and high fructose corn syrup, syrup things and like <laughs> sugar filled yogurts. And I don't know, whatever they have their boiled eggs made out of. They're disgusting. Oh gosh. <laughs> like hotel breakfast in general are just very poor. And so yeah. you can just bring your own food. It's like, why would you want to feel like garbage all day when you can just avoid that? Yeah. A lot of times I'll wake up, like I'll set my alarm early enough to get my workout in before whatever it is I'm traveling for. So I'll wake up, mix my protein shake, put it in the fridge, go do my workout. And then on my way back up to my hotel room, I'll stop in the breakfast area and I'll usually grab like a banana or an apple or an orange because they do have some fresh fruit there. It might not be the best quality of fresh fruit, but it's still fresh fruit. So I'll grab one of those or two of those, go back up to my hotel room, and then I'll just drink my protein shake and eat a couple things of fruit and then be good until 12 or one or whatever it is I decide to eat again. No, it's a super good idea because if you're already, you're essentially paying for the breakfast in your hotel rate already. So it's like, right. take advantage of it, like go and like scope it out. Maybe they do have some mm-hmm. like good things in there. You never know. Like it's always kind of hit or miss, but I've been to some hotels that have like really good quality stuff that you can kind of pick through and find. And it's not always just instant oatmeal and like fruit loops and junk. You can sometimes find really good things. So like take advantage of that, like use it, like you, you're already paying for it. So don't go buy it again when you can already get it at your hotel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And thinking like just speaking of that too like i know like you don't um drink coffee or anything but um i'm really into like bulletproof coffee like you know what that is mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah so like when i travel and, and this might sound like totally insane but like i'll bring like a, a neutral bullet blender with me because i just have one all the time for the most part and nice. so then and i also have it's called an aeropress it's a really portable coffee maker and so sometimes i'll get hot water down there i'll make my own coffee and then I'll make a bulletproof coffee in my room. So I'll have the butter. I'll get single serve MCT um, oil packets. And you can just make that in your room. And then you have like a high calorie coffee for breakfast. And you know, I had collagen generally as well. So that's like a few hundred calories right there. And it's like, it's easy to make and it's super good. And it's another way to like fill you up so that way you're not tempted to go eat like a bowl of Cheerios or, or right. energy server crap they have down there. Well, I don't drink coffee, but I do drink Creo Brew. Have you heard of that? It's like that chocolatey type thing, right? It's a hundred percent ground cacao beans. Okay. I don't like chocolate, so Oh, well, I mean I don't <laughs> eat chocolate either, but it's it's a call it's basically a coffee alternative. Yeah. You make it as you would make like me and my wife, we have a coffee maker at our house. We don't drink coffee, but we drink Creo brew and we use the coffee maker to coffee maker to make that. Oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, same so I mean, I've never had coffee before, but I would probably compare it to like black coffee. Like it's pretty, from what I've heard, black coffee is pretty bland. Or it, it's fairly bitter. Good. I like it, but bitter, bitter. That's the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Creole brew is pretty bitter. Like it's just pure dark chocolate. That's it. And so a lot of times when we're traveling, we have a French press. So we'll oh, yeah. we'll bring our French press and we'll you know, do something similar, make some Creo brew in the morning, add some cream to it, add some collagen. I do collagen too. Um, and yeah, so same concept, just different, just, yeah. just a different bean. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's, it is just a different bean, huh? It goes in the same yeah. area too, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess too, though, if you wanted, you can make like a, like a matcha latte that way, like a matcha, like a bulletproof matcha 
whatever you would call it. I don't know, bulletproof yeah. matcha, I guess. Matcha like, latte, yeah. Yeah, matcha latte. It's like super good. And they're going to fill you up with like, these higher fat drinks. And like, yeah, most people or some people, maybe if they're trying to like drop weight, maybe like a high calorie drink is not the best thing for you. But like if you're traveling, though, it could help you avoid eating junk. So I don't know. So be smart about it. Don't eat it with cereal and candy. But like, but yeah. Well, and I mean, too, like if you're drinking your coffee, like I drink my Creo brew, like I'm sipping on it for like four or five hours. Oh, and so before I know it, oh, you, do, you, do you drink yours fast? Not for over four or five hours. <laughs> oh, I, I just sip on it randomly throughout the day. And before I know it, it's been four or five hours. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I'll start drinking it at nine. And before I know it, it's like one o'clock when I'm finishing it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like that lasted the whole morning. And I'm still not that hungry. So I I could be good to go till dinner at that point too. So, but maybe I'm just an anomaly and maybe most people don't take that long to drink their coffee or their Creo brew or whatever it is that they're drinking. I guess everybody's (laughs) a little bit different and it probably depends too on like what you're doing, huh? Right. That just kind of makes sense. But speaking of like hot beverages though, um, I know you're a big fan of bone broth. Like I, I like bone broth. I don't love it necessarily. I don't love the taste, but I like it. And I do like Mm -hmm. how I feel afterwards. Um, and I actually forgot about this until yesterday. A friend of mine um, who I've worked with a ton, he's a good guy, but he he lives in Moab, actually. And he texted me this photo of these dehydrated bone broth packets. So it's like five servings of bone broth, but they're just like, I don't know, like a collagen size, like single serve collagen size type thing. Oh, but cool. It's bone broth. And I'd had them before and I'm like, they're okay. But he was all stoked on it. He's like, this is super good. Whatever. And I've, I forgot. I'm like, that's something I used to use all the time while traveling internationally because you can take it. It doesn't weigh anything. You just kind of put it in your bag of like food and it's already pre-packaged. So if you go through customs or TSA or whatever, they're not going to, they're not going to throw it out because it's a packaged item and mm-hmm. it's super good. You just get some boiling hot water. And if you go to Europe, for example, they always have tea kettles in, in every room basically. So you can just make a bone broth at night or in the morning or something. It's like high sodium, you get some collagen protein out of it and it's pretty good. So it's just another option to have um, while you're traveling. Yeah. And building off of that, this might not be the cheapest option, but you can just buy pre-made bone broth. Uh, I know that natural grocers carries, uh, what's it called? Kettle and fire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kettle, kettle and fire. They have like six or seven different flavors of bone broth. Like the one I like to buy whenever I buy it, it's a, it's like a Chipotle beef bone broth. That one's pretty good. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) But it's like, it's so easy and you like heating it up is definitely preferred, but you don't have to heat it up. Like this morning, for example, I've had coaching calls all morning. Like I was late to this podcast because I was wrapping up like my seventh in a row or whatever. But like in between coming down to start the podcast and in between my last coaching call, like I was hungry. I hadn't eaten since like, you know, a few hours ago. And so I just opened up my kettle and fire bone broth package and I poured it into a, a glass and I just drank it cold and then ran down here to start the podcast. <laughs> you didn't have two minutes to warm it up in the microwave. I don't, I don't like using the microwave. <laughs> I don't either, but like if I'm in a rush, like it's, it's not ideal, but uh, it can, it can work. It's down uh, my throat in five seconds. Like who cares? <laughs> yeah, good point. And if you like it, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's like, you know, half a serving of that. It's like, I don't know. I think it's like 20 ish grams of protein and it's in the form of collagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, you know, it's not like obviously a meal replacement, but it is a good quick alternative if you need to get something into you and you're in a rush. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like what we're talking about. It's like, yeah, it's not ideal. Like obviously you'd rather cook a full meal and whatever, but like if you're in a rush situation, that's a great thing to have. Like 
it's better yeah. than just sipping down a diet coke or something which yeah some people do <laughs> yeah because if you're like me there's no way i'm gonna go into my hotel or my airbnb and make bone broth like you might do that derek but i'm not gonna do that so i would much rather just go to natural grocers buy the pre-made bone broth and then drink it when i need it <laughs> well like, these packets i'm talking about it's not like you're sitting there like stewing the bones for 24 hours or something it's just right, a dehydrated right. thing so it's almost just like mixing up like a like a protein mix or something okay um, yeah okay so that's I better know. i guess <laughs> but yeah like i i do get the kettle and fire ones too though because they're super easy and like there a lot of them will have like a ton of spices and stuff like they have like a, a curry one that's really good but it's mm -hmm. probably not ideal to eat every day but it is really good so right. you are in those situations like you know there's not going to be canola oil and soybean oil and junk in it it's like the best you can do in that moment and it's easy too and if you have a family it's like okay just buy some of those and yeah i'm going out to eat in my opinion yeah i don't have kids but what do i know <laughs> but yeah so protein mix uh bone broth those are great things that you can bring from home uh something else that i usually bring home from home is a keto brick uh and i know that you probably do the same thing too right Derek? <laughs> yeah like i think that just goes back to the the preparation um like say you're going to go somewhere like i travel to a fairly remote places sometimes are kind of places where i can't get the foods i'd normally eat and so like i'll i'll buy maybe like a two-week supply of keto bricks beforehand and mm -hmm. like they're a thousand calories that don't how much do they weigh like a couple maybe four ounces or something five right. i don't know i don't know the weight on them but like you can travel four ounces oh yeah and they're a thousand calories so like yeah you eat that and like, and like it's like 35 grams of protein too or something yeah and like 60 grams of fat or something um, i think it's in the 90s actually <laughs> oh geez yeah it's a ton like, i think it had does <laughs> yeah because it, yeah, it has like a perfect keto macro huh right <laughs> yeah and so like whether you're doing keto or not like it's a high calorie food you can take with you that's going to be a lot better than eating at the airport or whatever place in mexico this is some like town in the middle of nowhere like it's an easy thing to eat they taste good they they're shelf stable like they are going to melt obviously if you get in, like a super hot situation um but it just comes down to preparing for what you're going to do if you have a couple weeks of lead time you know you can order that ahead of time or even just have them like like food storage for example like have a couple months supply and if you need them just take them as you need them and then restock that and kind of shuffle through it and it's just an easy thing to do like i'm kind of running out of keto bricks right now uh, <laughs> but like but another thing i do too and like um are carnivore bars you ever had oh. carnivore bars before uh is that different from like the carnivore um like crisps. chips almost oh yeah the crisps yeah yeah they're they're way different um like those are just essentially like jerky almost like really dried out jerky but the carnivore bar i don't know if you know what pemmican is it's it's a native american food ancestrally um but essentially it's just meat and fat like dried meat mixed with fat and so it's very shelf stable so it's something that they would make like you'd have a kill and then you could carry around like this food with you essentially it's not going to go bad um mm. Maybe we could do a full episode. I did an interview with the owner of Carnivore Bar and another podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, and it's super cool because like Carnivore Bars are literally just, they're just salt, meat, and fat. And they weigh a couple hmm. ounces. So they're super good and they're easy to carry around. And honestly, I love the taste of them. Like they just, it sounded gross to me at first and I tried them and I was sold on them. So that's another thing that I take with me when I travel. And Does it taste like meat? Yeah. Yeah, it tastes like meat. Oh. It's like a fatty piece of meat essentially. And I don't know how they do, but they make them kind of crunchy as well. I'm imagining some sort of like air fryer type thing. Cause like there's like little crunchy bits in them, but it really is just meat, fat and salt. And they have a honey version with a little bit of honey in it. Or I I've been adding like honey just on top of it. Like I'll drizzle honey. It's <laughs> super good. 
Um, nice. I, I think they're coming out with some like flavored ones now with like some sort of like primal seasons on them. I haven't tried them or looked into it too much, but this is another option. Like it's a super easy thing to take with you. They're filling, they're good, they're real food and it's better than going out to eat. And like if they do sound expensive up front, kind of like a keto brick, it sounds expensive. But when you compare that to eating out, it's like you're saving money, actually. You're just preparing ahead of time. So you're eating real yeah. food, saving money, and you're saving a ton of time because you're not going to some random restaurant trying to figure out the menu and like find something healthy for you. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check those out. I've never heard of those before. Is it no. the same people that make like the carnivore crisps? No. Um, so they're based out of Missouri, I believe. And oh, okay. it's just a guy, he's um he's actually strict carnivore as far as I know. Um he was like ex-military and stuff and um yeah, they're they're very different um than those, but they are just like a meat product essentially. So it's super good. Oh cool. Yeah. Well, those sound like a great option. Uh speaking of bars, epic bars, like they make some great quality meat folk like meat based bars. <clears throat> they have like a they have a chicken one. They have a bison one. They have a beef one. I think it's a Wagyu beef one, actually. You probably know more than me because don't you do a lot of the Epic bars? I used to like way a long time ago. I got really grossed out on like burned out. Um, oh. <laughs> so I don't really do that much anymore. But I do like like their jerky type stuff, like the salmon strips they have and those beef strips. Oh, yeah. I think those are pretty good. And they have a like a beef and liver jerky also that I really like um, for traveling. I don't buy it consistently because it's fairly expensive, but like if I'm traveling, um, yeah. I'll get something like that. Um, but I think Epic products in general are a pretty good item to go to because you know they're going to have good ingredients in them, like better yep. than most things anyways. And so like for me, like I'm not going to go out and buy like the pork bar by any means, but I think a lot of people do like them. I just kind of get grossed out on them now at this point. Yeah. Well, and speaking of like, you know, you just mentioned the liver jerky that they have. I do think it's good to note too, that jerky is a great uh, option for traveling, but definitely check the ingredients. Jerky is one of those things where eight times out of 10, it's loaded with sugar, brown sugar, and a bunch of crap. Um, Personally, I found the two, or I guess I'll say the three, the three best jerky brands to look for are Epic uh, they have a brand, I think it's just called Wyoming and that's it. And then, so. uh, chomps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chomps, so yeah, chomps, chomps, Wyoming and Epic. Those are three great ones. Like chomps uses grass fed beef. All three of them don't add sugar to it or any of the crap that most jerky brands do add to it. Uh, so jerky's are jerky is great for traveling, but just make sure you're checking the ingredients, especially if you're getting jerky at like at a gas station, there's, Oh that just reminded me too. Another brand that's good to get is uh, Dukes. Have you ever had Dukes before? Oh yeah, they have those little like little sausage stick type things, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason I just remembered, the reason I just remembered them is because they are in gas stations. Uh, that's probably the best brand to shoot for if you're going to be buying jerky from a gas station. Yeah, and thinking about gas stations too, like obviously it's like bottom of the barrel for where you want to go food shopping. Like sometimes <laughs> it's like the only option. But a lot yeah. of them now will have like a like a provolone cheese like salami like sandwich type thing. It's yep. just easy to get. Like obviously you don't want to like eat that all day every day, but like if you're in a pinch, that can be an option too. Yep. Most gas stations have cheeses, just plain cheese. A lot of gas stations have hard boiled eggs too. Oh yeah. Um what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, and then this is not obviously not gonna be a meal, but like a gas station snack that's usually my go-to uh or pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are great and they're at most gas stations. 
but maybe you disagree with me. You made like kind of a gross face. <laughs> I I don't eat them like really. Uh, but like if you are in that situation though, it is better than eating like a candy bar or something. Right. Um, I, mean, I, I guess I haven't thought about pumpkin seeds in a long time, <laughs> to be honest. No, I think they're great. Uh, the, the brand I get, they're roasted and then salted. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's quite a bit of fat. It's a seed. There's protein in it too. Um, and I think that there's something crazy. It's like, there's 20 carbs in a serving, but then there's like 18 grams of fiber in a serving too. Okay. Um, but you know, that's just, it's just the seed and then with a little bit of salt. So, but yeah, gas stations, they're not ideal, but there are options like, you know, especially to, and again, this goes back to like, have we done an episode on raw milk or is that just me and you talking a lot about raw milk? We just talk a lot about it, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> As I say, obviously like gas stations aren't going to have raw milk, but like they do have milk and that I, I still feel like that falls into the category of something that could be an option for somebody if that's what they need to go for. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of times too, they'll have smoothies, like just the bolt right. farm smoothies or whatever. And like, look at the ingredients or even naked juice. Like I know this, I don't know, or emphasize here that it's like good, better, best. Like obviously yeah. you can't eat like hundred percent perfect all the time. But if you are in that situation, like having even like a naked juice smoothie is going to be better than some like, I don't know, Humex juice with corn syrup and sugar and stuff mm. in it. Like, like make yeah. the best situation you can. And don't just like starve yourself because you're going to eat like a little bit of a seed or a vegetable or something. And it's like, that's just kind of doesn't make any sense in my opinion. Like don't make that a habit necessarily, but like when you're in that situation, it's a way better option. Yep, for yeah. sure but we should, um, we should do a video sometime and just like just go to a, a gas station go to maverick and see what we can get for like a certain budget that's actually like real food because i know you could do it um in the situation i think it'd be really interesting <laughs> and fun to do that yeah well i think didn't paul saladino do a video like that recently oh maybe he did i know he's done like um like random like grocery stores and stuff maybe he's on a gas station too i think he's done a gas station one recently too because okay. Yeah, he pointed out the cheese. He pointed out the raw, or not the raw. He pointed out the hard-boiled eggs. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that'd be fun to do for sure. Yeah, it'd just be interesting. Curious to know too, uh, before we wrap up, <clears throat> what are some of your go-to? So obviously we just went through stuff that you can bring with you, things that you can buy at a grocery store. When it comes down to it, like sometimes you just don't have the time to do all that kind of prep. So I'm curious to know in your situation, Derek, you probably travel way more than I do when it comes down to like eating out while you're traveling, what are some of the do's and don'ts that you look for when it comes to, to that? Well, man, um, this one's, I think the worst, like eating out in general, I just hate it because (laughs) I think basically every place out there uses some sort of seed oil and it's on their menu in, in some places. Um, whether it's like a healthy place, like we've talked about before, but I think like whole foods, for example, and their hot bar uses it. Um, obviously yeah. like fast food restaurants are going to use it cause it's cheap cause it's subsidized by the government. It's like really cheap oils that are just rancid and terrible for you. Um, but there are a few options that are just kind of like, that are okay. Like I wouldn't eat this stuff every day, but there are options for restaurants that are decent and granted these aren't everywhere. Um, and this is just, I, we both live like in the West area. So of the States, um, but like one that I like to go to is Pollo Loco. You ever been there before? No, I don't know if I've even heard of that. It sounds uh, like it should be in Breaking Bad. Yeah, what, is it, what do they have in Breaking Bad? Is it like Felice, Pollo Felice or something? Or 
No, it's uh, it's Los Los Pollos Hermanos. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Pollo Feliz is actually a real chicken place in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which no, is pretty I've good never. Though. Um, no, I haven't just, heard of it. It's just grilled chicken. So they have, you can see them grilling it. Like they have a grill back there. Who knows if they put canola oil or any sort of thing on their grill, but they are actually flame grilling the chicken back there. Oh, and cool. so they'll have like slabs of chicken and stuff, whatever, just cook it. And so you can get chicken and then they have like, obviously their sides they have rice and beans and vegetables and stuff, but you can just get a bunch of chicken pieces if you want. So that's a really oh, easy cool. option. And like, I know they have one down in like St. George and Southern Utah. Um, we have them down here in Arizona too, in Vegas and stuff, but I don't, I don't know about where else they have them in Utah, but it's a fairly popular place. And if you're just doing keto, they actually have keto tacos as well. I don't know what the ingredients are in those and like the <laughs> sauce and the, the tortillas but oh it's an option anyways um and then like i mentioned whole foods they have a hot bar it's usually junk so definitely read the ingredients um when buying mm-hmm. things there um like a steakhouse is kind of a given i think as far as like a place to go um but then speaking of that though most steakhouses are going to use canola oil or something on their grills um there is a place here in tucson where i live that has a really good like mesquite grilled um, steak so nice. they don't use like a frying pan it's just all like mesquite um mesquite wood to cook on which is pretty cool um burgers are kind of a go-to um but it's that situation too of like okay they're gonna grill this or like on a flat stove with canola oil or soybean oil or something like well so surprisingly enough paul saladino just did a video last week i think maybe two weeks ago but he went to mcdonald's and asked them if they use seed oils to cook their patties in and I believe they used it for some of them, but there was a couple of them that didn't use it for. I don't know the logic behind that. Yeah, um, so so I had a couple issues with that video. So oh, okay, let's hear it. Um, so he is correct though, as far as I know, from when like when I was a kid, I was like fifteen. I worked at McDonald's, okay, because like okay. we had like a we had a McDonald's in our town. That was like the place to go because there's nothing else in my town. Um, <laughs> but I worked there as a kid, and so like yeah, like the grills for the most part you just throw the frozen patties on there and they cook okay. so they kind of cook in their own fat but i don't know if this is still practice i've obviously haven't worked at mcdonald's in a long time but um we would clean the grills every night and then coat them with canola oil so they're oh, still getting okay. coated like it's better than just deep frying it in canola oil obviously but like it's not like 100 percent pure okay. so that was my kind of like gripe with it and obviously like anything deep fried there is going to be in their kind of rancid right. oils but my other issue with that too, not necessarily an issue, but I think most people working at McDonald's don't know what a seed oil is, nor do they care. And this oh, isn't trying sure. to be like negative towards people that are working there, but like in general, most people don't know what a seed oil is. Like I could ask anyone, they're like, yeah, it's it's made out of seeds. It's like they don't understand that it's canola and it's bad for you. So they're like, yeah, whatever we use, I don't know, canola oil. That's not a seed oil because it comes from corn or something. And <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's, that's what we're talking about. So I think maybe people don't understand um, what he's asking to yeah. be honest uh, yeah that's a good point <laughs> I think it was last week my parents there's a there's a Mexican restaurant here in Logan Utah called El Sol it's actually terrible but my family loves it for some reason <laughs> but um I, they do have something there that's really good actually and it's this homemade salsa that they make uh, or a housemade salsa uh, and a lot of times my parents will have it at their house. And when I go out there, I'll bring my own bag of pork rinds and I'll dip it in the salsa. Oh, nice! <laughs> but last week when I was there, I was just like, I wonder, like, I don't know why they do it, but like, I wonder if there's actually some seed oil in the salsa. And so I actually called the restaurant and asked them if they, how they make their salsa. 
And I specifically said, do you put seed oil into your salsa? And the person I was talking to was just like, no, I don't think so. Like she didn't seem, yeah, she didn't seem like she knew what I was talking about. And I was just like, well, can you please find out, go ask somebody. And so it took a little bit of time, but she finally came back and was like, no, we don't add seed oils to it. But yeah, she had no idea. (laughs) And so. Yeah. yeah, And like most Mexican places I think are like that. And this isn't to like, I don't know, dog on Mexican culture, right? I lived there before I go to Mexico quite a bit, but they cook almost everything in canola oil. Like, oh, okay. It's super cheap down there. And like everybody has these massive vats of just canola oil, like at their homes, they cook everything in it. And so it's commonplace. So even here up in the States, you go to like a taco truck or Mexican place, like most likely they're using canola oil, partly because it's cheaper, but it's also kind of just become tradition, sadly. Like they've strayed away from using like lard and tallow to using canola and other types of oils. So, well, and I would venture too, like, and again, this won't be a hundred percent pure because I'm sure a lot of restaurants coat their grills with seed oil. Um, that's just a guess. I have no idea, but <clears throat> I would guess if you ask, like if you were at a steakhouse and you asked them to not coat the pan with seed oil before they made your steak, I would guess that's something that they would oblige to, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I know. Um, I've never tried that before, but I know like Michaela Peterson, who's like very sensitive to all that stuff. Like she says that she does that. If she goes out to eat, like she'll get a steak and be like, hey, I have a major allergy. So just just cook it with no spices, no anything. And just that's all I want is like a plain steak as plain as possible. And I don't know. Okay. That kind of works for her. But yeah. So just ask for it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like <clears throat> burgers are great while you're traveling. Like, um, yeah, Five Guys. I go to Five Guys a lot. I uh, try to go to a place that claims that they use fresh meat. Uh, barbecue pits, do you utilize that? Yeah, like kind of my go-to. Just I don't actually have never checked the ingredients. And I think about it was like Dickie's Barbecue. Like it's all oh, over yeah. the place. And like it's not the best by any means, but like it's real smoked meat. And like I don't know if they add other things to it now. That I should probably look into that and see. But it is an option. You can you can get meat by the pound. You don't have to order like a platter with a drink and all this stuff. You can just go in there and get like a half pound of brisket and a half pound of turkey or something, and you're good to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Barbecue pits are great. Uh, before the episode today, Derek and I was actually talking about buffalo wild wings, and so both of us, I still feel like people who are listening that really care about this, maybe do some more research. But both of us have heard the Buffalo wild wings actually cooks their, their wings in beef tallow. And we, we looked it up before the episode and found multiple spots that say they cook it in beef tallow. Um, and now that I think about it, I've actually called my local Buffalo wild wings and asked them that. And the people that I talked to said, yes. So that's actually pretty cool because there's not a lot of restaurants that do that. Assuming they actually do do that. Yeah, maybe I'm going to call my local one too and see what they do because I've been there a few times and I think it's important that like you, you're going to deep fry something, I don't know, cook it in a good oil. But I think you also mentioned too that some of their sauces have like canola and soybean oil in them, right? Yeah, so that is something to like. So my wife, Sarah, loves Buffalo Wild Wings. And it's so understandable. Lot, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, a lot of times she'll go there and a lot of times I just won't get anything like we've gotten to the point where if, if one of us eats out, it's usually takeout. Uh, so a lot of times I don't even get it anymore, but when I used to get it, I would always make sure to get a dry rub just because from what I could see, the majority of their sauces has canola oil in it, uh, or some kind of seed oil. I don't know, but like <clears throat> the general rule of thumb though, it's like one of my go-tos back in the day was, um, 
they have this garlic parmesan sauce have you had that one yeah it's good it's so good (laughs) (laughs) and like this this was back when i was like maybe more keto and not as much like animal based like whole foods focused um because there's a lot of foods that are like I think they're keto now, but I still choose not to eat them because it's like, so like a processed snack or something, Mm -hmm. but like, so this was back then when I was caring more about like the carb count versus anything else. And so I was getting the garlic Parmesan all the time because it was just like no carbs, maybe one or two grams in a serving. But I, I read an article that basically said, yeah, there's no carbs, but look at the fat content. Like it's, it's high in fat. And that fat is coming from somewhere and it's coming from the seed oil. So it's loaded with seed oil. Interesting. And so once I, yeah. So once I read that article, I started going through like their ingredients list and like, I don't want to say all their sauces, but the majority of their sauces have some kind of bad oil in it. So now whenever I do eat at Buffalo Wild Wings, I make sure to get like a dry rub. There might be some sugar in it, but I'd rather have some sugar in the dry rub versus uh, seed oils. But that's just me. No, I, I agree. And honestly, though, if you're going to be getting a sauce, you're going to be getting a lot more sugar as well, because all those right. sauces are loaded in sugar, whether it's a hot sauce or a, a sweet sauce, it's going to have a lot of sugar in it. So yeah. even if there is like one or two grams of sugar in the dry rub, that's way better because you're avoiding the seed oils and you're minimizing your sugar intake. Right. Yeah. But speaking of that, though, too, like um, there are a couple of places that use peanut oil. Like it's not ideal. Like I think Five Guys uses a peanut oil to cook their fries and stuff. Yep. Um, so it's better than a canola oil or soybean oil it's like not ideal by any means but it's better and so like in and out we'll use that um and then um there's another place too that does i'm spacing it right now wasn't but there you... a place down by you that uses that that place we all went to eat out in tucson after i i dropped so where we went was called gray's burgers um they have a couple locations here in tucson and they use like a refined rice bran oil so it's like uh, a okay. grain oil like it's I don't know the actual like omega six content of it. Like I'm assuming it's slightly better, but like last time I went there, like I went there once after um, you did the AZT thing and I went there and I was like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Like their sweet potato tots are like friggin' amazing, <laughs> but I didn't feel like, I didn't feel awful afterwards. It's not like I ate at McDonald's, but I could have felt better. I think. So like, I got it. it's, I, that is like an option though. Like as far as like places to go eat and their burgers are really good and stuff. But like I just wouldn't make a habit out of it to do it like every week or something, but like in a pinch, right. I definitely go. Again, this is like, this is travel focused. It's not every week yeah. focused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that said too, though, like I go there and I'll spend 20 bucks for like a burger and, and some sweet potato tots and I'm still hungry afterwards. I'm like, I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd rather go buy like a, a really nice steak or two pounds of steak or something and eat that personally. <laughs> That's a really good point. Cause you can buy a pound of organic grass fed Wagyu beef. It's like 10 bucks at Walmart yeah. and you're going to be much more f- like satiated eating something like that than spending $20 to get a quarter pounder at some random burger restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you go to like, even like a nicer grocery store that goes like a, a Whole Foods or something, you can get like a ribeye. It's like, I don't ever buy it, but like 18, $20 a pound. Like I'd much right. rather have a $20 a pound ribeye than a burger and some sweet potato tots that I know I'm going to be hungry afterwards. Like it just doesn't make any sense. You're going to have better quality food and you're more full. Like why wouldn't you want to do that? And you're not going to feel like slightly off. Exactly. Yeah. You know exactly what's going into that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I don't want to get off topic. So I'll I'll save that for another day. (laughs) Okay. I think the main thing though, like when you're going to go out to eat, like just kind of circling back to the beginning of it is like, 
like think about it ahead of time. Like don't just wait until you're starving to make a decision on what you want to eat. Like have your go-to items like ready to go, like in a cooler or a fridge or even non-refrigerated items. And just know mm-hmm. that you have those things. Like, okay, you're like, okay, like, I'm hungry and I'm driving and all I, I'm in this small town and there's a, a McDonald's, there's a Sonic and whatever, a gas station. It's like, well, eat your food that you have with you. Like you're going to save time. It's cheaper and it's going to taste better. And you're not going to feel like junk afterwards. So like, just have a little bit of preparation. Cause I notice that when I get, say if I don't eat all day and I, I've ran, I go to the gym, I've just been really, really busy. And for whatever reason, I don't eat or I eat very minimally. I start making really poor decisions. I'm like, I just got to freaking eat right now. And I don't eat properly. And then I, I know like I'm making a bad choice in the moment, but I still do it. And then I regret it afterwards. Not like I have an eating disorder, regret it, but I'm like, oh man, like I could have felt so much better if I would have just planned for five minutes and made a better choice. Well, I mean, that just goes with anything, right? The more you prepare, the better you're going to be. Like, <clears throat> like I know when I'm in a pinch at my house, it's because I didn't think about the night before what I want to eat the next day. Yeah. And it's like, I either just end up not eating because I don't want to eat something crappy or I eat something that's slightly off that, cause it's fast and convenient and it just sucks. So yeah, it just all goes back to like, things are a lot better if you just prepare for it. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really like, obviously like we both have a lot of experience traveling. So to me, and maybe for both of us, it's kind of second nature when we go and we like know what to do. But like, mm-hmm. if you're going to go on a trip somewhere and you're eating this way, like, okay, think about it ahead of time. Like, if you're going to whatever town, like just do a little bit of Googling, like see where you're staying, what's nearby. Maybe there are some restaurant options that you could suggest. Like if you're with friends, for example, and you know, they're going to eat a certain way, like, oh, maybe we can go to this restaurant and not even like say like, I want to eat here because it's healthy, but just because it has things for everybody. And it's just an easy way to be like diplomatic about it. Then bring your own food and like bring your own things to your hotel room and your Airbnb or your suite or whatever. Yeah. Supplements work too. I don't want to like really go into this personally you can say more if you'd like but like you know i i eat liver every day right now mm-hmm. but i'm obviously not gonna like try to cook liver every day when i'm traveling so like you know they have liver supplements they have beef tallow or so, yeah yeah they have tallow not tallow what am i trying to say marrow they have mm-hmm. marrow bone marrow supplements um <clears throat> but yeah so there are supplements to like kind of help you get the the nutrients that you might be missing from not having everything that you're used to having in your house. Exactly. And I think that's like the benefit of a supplement. Like that's kind of like implied in the word it's supplemental to your real diet. It's not the bulk of your diet. Right. So like as you are traveling, it's okay. You can't just cook a liver in your hotel room or something. You're not going to, I don't know, grill a bone marrow or something. Like you just don't have <laughs> like the time or the utensils for it. So that's yeah. when you'd want to supplement with something like say what you want about like overpriced, like liver supplements. But in the moment, in the situation, they're very useful and ideal. And I do the same thing too when I'm traveling. I make sure I take those supplements with me because you're going to feel better. And in the end, you're going to make better decisions. Yeah. yeah. And I will I will conclude by saying that if all of this just ends up being too hard one day, if you are eating an animal-based diet, lower in carbohydrate, it is an option to just fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually do that a lot when I fly. Like if I have an early morning flight, for example, like I don't want to get up at like 2 a.m. to cook breakfast and then get to the airport and fly. Like I'll just fast. Like it's, you save a lot of times. So you can sleep in a little bit. I make sure I just bring electrolyte mixes with me, like the single serving, like uh, Redmond's stuff, the Relight. Yep. And I'll just bring that with me. And it's super easy because you're at the airport. You're not wasting money on some like crappy expensive food that you know is not healthy for you. You're going to feel great fasting. And then once you do get to your location, wherever you're going, like then you can eat. And if you're fasting, you're going to make a better decision than just kind of snacking all day on junk. And then you're already kind of like breaking the 
the habits and you're getting into bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. I love fasting when I'm traveling, not necessarily when I'm like traveling for running related purposes, <laughs> but like, yeah, if I'm ever traveling somewhere, especially if I'm flying, fasting is something I also do. And yeah. I think it's pretty beneficial. I think it's important too, though, if you are fasting and traveling, you do kind of get really busy. And so like, if you are in that moment, like definitely emphasize your protein and fat intake over just eating a bunch of fruit afterwards and you break your fast, because that's going to be the most important thing you need afterwards. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, that's where like collagen's great. You know, collagen's a supplement. It's not like you just have to add it to some kind of liquid and you're going to get some protein out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, protein powder is great for that too. So yeah, like, yeah, supplements are great if you're traveling for, if if you're in a pinch and need to fast or whatever, or need to not eat as much because you need to make it to the next meeting. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Traveling, eating and traveling is hard. Like I, I, it's funny. Like I used to, and what we'll wrap up here, uh, but when I traveled in the past, I used to like look forward to it. Cause it's just like, I get to eat out. I love eating out. Like Same. go to these steakhouses, use my per diem. Like I don't have to cook. I don't have to do dishes, but like now I'm just kind of to the point where it's like, like, I, I just don't like eating out anymore. Like, <laughs> like me, when me and Sarah got married, we were eating out four or five times a week. <laughs> Yeah, it's no wonder we had like 200 bucks to our name at the time. <laughs> but like, and, and it was just junk. Like we went out to Panda Express four times a week. Not even kidding. Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the time it was amazing. <laughs> but it's like, like eating out was a big part of who I was before this. And now it's like, I'm at the point where one, I feel like I can just cook it better. Two, I know that I can save way, like a lot of money by doing it myself. Like I'd rather just, like I said, get a pound of Wagyu beef and cook my own burgers than go get like a smaller serving size of decent patties from five guys or in and out. And so I can cook it better. It's cheaper. And I just, I just feel better. Like I just know I feel so much better because there's always a chance of having some weird unknown ingredient in your food if you're eating out. And so it is cool. I'd say that's one of the top benefits I've seen of eating this way seeing how I've shifted from eating out more than 50% of my week to now being to the point where like, you know, if my wife, Sarah wants to eat out, I'm just like, okay, go get your food. I'll just start making my dinner. Like I'm not even like, you know, quote tempted to eat out anymore. Like I just, I just love doing it myself. So it's, it's kind of cool to be to that point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, I do think that there's a balance because like, I don't know, it can be in, like important in a social setting to eat out and whatever, but like, if you're going to go do that, like granted it's it's better to not eat out for sure like i definitely would approve of that and say that's way better but if you are in that situation like you're gonna go eat out and hang out with some friends or something or you're on a date or whatever it's like yeah go eat out but just make a good choice in that moment and then don't let that turn into like this habit of eating poor food all the time like okay it's one right. time it happened there was like a treat or whatever and now you're back in the normal way of eating like don't go and like order deep fried chicken tenders and french fries and <laughs> beer and all this crap you're gonna feel like junk and just just don't do it. Like, you know, you're going to feel that way. So just make the best decision possible. And the next day, just go back to how you normally eat. And I'd be willing to guess it's just like eating clean. Like the more whole foods you eat, the less you even want to eat junk. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's the same thing with like eating out. The less you eat out, like if you eat out once, then I'm sure that that's enough to give you your fix. And you're just like, okay, I'm ready to go back and just eating my own food. 
Yeah, it can become very habitual though, like just because it's easy. Oh, really? and I, I think so, at least for me, I, I think it depends on people's personalities. Like for me, like I hate doing dishes and stuff. So if I go and eat out once, I'm like, oh, that was easy. Like I'm just going to keep <laughs> okay. doing this. And then it becomes very, it just, it just becomes a habit and everybody's different. And I think maybe I just have like an addictive personality, but I have to be like, okay, like this was the only time I'm going to eat out this month or whatever. Or like, or that <laughs> maybe I'll make, I'll rationalize it more in my head and be like, okay, if I keep eating out, it's going to cost this much money, then I can't do X next thing that I want to do. I can't sign up for this race. I can't buy this other thing that I really want. So I kind of have to make uh, like a very realistic, pragmatic decision about it in my head. And it makes sense, but everybody's different. Well, just, just flip the addiction. Just have an addictive personality for cooking at home. <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, essentially, yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. It's like, I have an addictive personality too. Like, you know, I think most runners do. And so you just, you just choose what you're going to go all in on. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And I, I agree. And like, it's definitely better to not eat out, but if you are going to, or if you are going to have that one thing, that's like, not like a real good food. It's like, just don't make it a habit. Like, yeah. Just do it. And then, and plus I think mentally, like don't beat yourself up over it. Cause that's like the cycle that's really detrimental to both your mental and physical health. And like, don't have an eating disorder essentially is what I'm trying to say. I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> cool. Well, um, before we wrap up, are there any other tidbits that you want to share or talk about? Um, man, yeah, I guess just try to eat real food, eat as best you can. And like, if it really comes down to it, like don't get super, in my opinion, anyways, don't get super caught up on just like, it has to be keto or it has to be animal based. Like at least cut out the refined oils and the sugars and the grains and you're going to feel a lot better. Like if you do eat a salad, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe like it's not necessarily animal-based, but it's not the end of the world. Like maybe your body's not going to feel hundred percent, but it's going to feel a lot worse if you ate like a bunch of junk fried food or something. So right. just try to eat as many whole foods as you can and fill up on that. Prioritize protein and fat and fill in the rest with carbs from, from fruit as best you can. And just do a little bit of planning. And that's really what it, it all comes down to in my opinion. I'll agree with you on that too. All right. <laughs> And uh, I guess before we wrap up, I know you got to go, but um, anyone listening, if you could just share and subscribe to the show, that'd be awesome. It'd really help us out a lot. Appreciate that. And we've been getting more comments. I, I don't know where you're, <laughs> Derek's in charge of the the posting and the going through the comments and stuff, but he sent a few screenshots of comments that we've been getting, which is great. Uh, positive feedback. Um, but yeah, if you if you have anything you want us to talk about, just leave it in the comments. We'd love to go over it with you. Uh, ideas are what we need to keep this thing going. So we appreciate it. Yeah, it is fun to read the comments too. So if you guys have like suggestions or things that you do while traveling and trying to eat animal-based or even just healthy, like drop them in the comments because we're all here to learn from each other. I've learned stuff from Mike about this and then I hope you had learned stuff from me about this. Yeah, so uh, I do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and the comments are fun too. It's good to hear that like other people are eating this way and hear the success they're having. Um, it's super fun to read those comments and it really makes us want to keep doing this show. Like we enjoy it, but it's cool to see that it's helping other people too. Yeah. And that's not to say if you're going to leave negative comments that we're going to stop doing this show. If anything, it's going to make us do more episodes each week. So you're stuck yeah. with us is what I'm saying. <laughs> leave some negative comments. We like that too. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everybody. Right. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week.